Hello, and welcome to Business of Design. I'm Kimberly Selden, an interior design professional, probably just like you. I'm definitely feeling it today. I have a situation unfolding as we speak. I'm not going to talk about it yet. I'm not ready to process it. Like, man, oh man, oh man, where do you draw the line sometimes with clients? And I had to draw a pretty hard line in the sand today with clients. I'm going to tell you about that in two weeks. I'm going to let it percolate and marinate a little. In the meantime, I am going to answer a question I get repeatedly, and it has to do with getting that repeat business. So many designers, talented designers, hardworking designers, designers with integrity, lovely people, they will hire me for coaching and they'll say, I am not getting repeat business. Why not? And I want to try to answer that question today because I can assure you, I came from a very entrenched position where I had zero repeat clients for many years. It baffled me today. It doesn't baffle me at all. I completely understand why I didn't have repeat clients. And the answers may surprise you. My answers anyway, the answers I think resonate for me and resonate for other designers I've spoken with. So we're going to talk about how to gain that coveted repeat business. And spoiler alert, it's not by making beautiful rooms. I bet you do that. I don't think that's the problem. I don't know very many designers who have been fired because they didn't make beautiful rooms. Often when I'm the second person in or the third person in or the fourth person in, the client has already gone through a couple other designers. I walk into spaces that look pretty good, just unfinished. Not always, but most of the time. That means I think we can assume that you're already doing beautiful work. So that can't be the reason you're not getting repeat business. Let's look at what the reasons are. And I am going to jump into announcements with Cheryl Horn really quickly, and then get right into having this important conversation about getting that repeat business. Episode 238, repeat business. You want it, you gotta have it, you gotta get it. I know Cheryl is having also, like me, having a crazy busy day looking at the calendar and wondering where summer has gone. I can't believe it's already September. So for today, I just want to sort of throw out a couple of dates to mark your calendars. The next two BOD live member meetings are up on the website. In September, we're going to be talking about your operations manual, specifically uh, best practices for implementing an operations manual in your office, whether you're a solopreneur or you have stuff working for you. We want members to share how their operations manual is working for them, uh, you know, what works, what doesn't in terms of uh, really using it within your office to implement those systems and get staff to uh either be using it or uh, how to use that operations manual to prepare to hire and what you do with it if you're on your own. So again, that's uh, BOD Live. We're going to be talking about your operations manual. That's Wednesday, September 29th at 1 p.m. EST. Details are on the website. And then coming up in October, on October 27th at 1 p.m. EST. Again, that's a Wednesday uh, for BOD Live. We're going to be talking about your A-team. It's you know, a hot topic. It always ends up coming up uh, questions about 
trades, suppliers, discounts, everything along those lines uh, always ends up coming up in other member meetings. So we thought we'd dedicate one to it. We also get a lot of questions about the trade partner agreement, which is available in the BOD shop, whether or not you're using that or you have your own contract that you use with your A-team. We always get questions about that. So we'll cover that as the topic. So again, mark your calendar September 29th and October 27th for the next two BOD lives. And of course, if you're a member of Business of Design and there's, you know, a topic that you want to talk about, whether you want to lead the meeting or you just have questions for your fellow members, please reach out to me. Uh, We'd love to get some topics on the calendar that you really want to talk about or hear about. So reach out to me, Cheryl at businessofdesign.com, and we'll make sure we get those on our list. And I've got one more announcement that does come along with a couple of save the dates. We have just opened registration for Business of Design's Elite Retreat Santa Monica 2022. The actual event dates are Thursday, April 28th to Sunday, May 1st, 2022. But the second date you're going to want to add to your calendar is that we currently have early registration where you can save $300 until December 15th. So make sure you register early. If you are a Business of Design member, you are going to access preferred pricing on all of our events and our products in the BOD shop. But for the BOD Elite Retreat, members are going to save an additional $500. So make sure you are logged into your account before you get your ticket. Complete details are on the website. But again, make sure you get in on early registration before December 15th to save $300. Be sure to be logged into your BOD member account to save an additional $500. But please head to the website businessofdesign.com to check out complete details. We would love to finally see you face to face in Santa Monica. That's it for today. Take care. Thanks, Cheryl. I really do look forward to those BOD live events, I must say. And I'll tell you what else I'm looking forward to. Face to face, people. I cannot wait. If you haven't gone to businessofdesign.com and checked out the website and signed up for Business of Design Elite Retreat 2022, I hope you will. You and me hanging out together, talking about what it's like to be in this wacky, wacky and very difficult business, I will say. What makes business easier? I think having repeat clients makes business easier. And so that's the conversation we're going to have right now. How do I get those repeat clients? And I know I say this all the time, but I really mean it. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Seldon. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. For so many years, I couldn't figure out why I didn't have repeat clients. I mean, I'm so nice. I try so hard. I'm willing to do 
everything you need me to do, including sacrifice my evenings and sacrifice my weekends, right? What more do you want? I remember joking constantly when I would do live events like, you want to sleep with my husband? Fine. I don't care. If that's going to make you happy, I'm going to get him to do that for me. It was only half a joke because the truth of the matter is I really desperately wanted to, and I'm not going to lie, I still want to please my clients. I have more firmly rooted values now in terms of my self-worth and self-awareness. I understand what I bring to the table for clients. And as I said off the top of the show, it's getting tested this month with a repeat client who is extremely challenging this time around. We have struggled to keep this client on the beam in process and allow us to lead. And as I said, I'm going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. I'm not going to talk about that now. For the most part, repeat clients are amazing because they already know you. You have worked out the kinks of the trust issues that you inevitably have with a new client. They recognize that you have integrity. You do what you say you are going to do. You show up on time. Your trades show up on time. There is a level of comfort that the relationship can begin with. Back in the day, when I first started my interior design business, 1991. Kids, remember 1991? We didn't even have cell phones, I don't think. Or did we? I don't even remember when cell phones came in. I'm going to Google it. Hold on. Hanging on. I'm just looking it up. You know, cell phones first came out. Let's see. I'm not the first person who's had this question. What? 1973? There is no way. Okay. It looks like Motorola had the first cell phone back in 1973, but of course none of us had it. It wasn't produced for mass use yet. I remember working on a movie. I worked on the film The Return of Billy Jack if you remember that film from way back in the day. It was a a well-known film in the 70s, uh, Billy Jack. And he was like a good guy who wore a black hat. And there's a famous song, One Tin Soldier Rides Away. I don't even know who sings the song, but... um, Wait a minute, I know who will know who sings this song. YouTube. Give me a second. Um... Here you go. Go ahead and hate your neighbor. Go ahead and cheat a friend. Hell in the name of heaven. Justified in the end. One man in trumpets blowing. Come the judgment day. On the bloody morning I mean, I barely need to play it. I mean, I sang it just like that. There it is. That's the song. It says, it just says the original cast. 
and cast is spelled with an E, which I find super random and strange. I can't explain that. There's so much in life I can't explain. Yeah, so I worked on the return of Billy Jack, and Billy Jack, otherwise known as Tom Laughlin, and that was a crazy ride, let me tell you, but uh, Tom Laughlin had a car phone, but it was like a huge box, and it took some setting up, but it was kind of a big deal, like, oh my gosh, he can make calls from the car. That was in the 80s, like mid-80s, I guess. So I guess by then they were starting to be popular. Anywho, what am I talking about? 1991, I started my business. I digress. I started my business and man, you could not have wanted to make clients happier more than I did. I desperately wanted to make clients happy. I needed to make clients happy. I did everything in my power to make my clients happy. And over and over and over again, we came to a point in the relationship where they weren't happy. They were exhausted. They were, I guess, broke. I don't know. It seemed to me it always came down to two things. When is this going to be done? How much is this going to cost? Over and over again. When is this going to be done? How much is this going to cost? Totally, ultimately. I could never answer those questions in any kind of a linear fashion. It was always one step at a time. This this month, I am going to purchase the sofa and the draperies. Next month, I will get you the coffee table and the end tables. And so it went until my clients were literally just worn out. It broke my heart because... I felt like a failure. There's just no other way to, I felt like a loser. I felt completely uncomfortable when I would go to interior design events and see other designers and I would say, how's business? And they'd go, great. Oh my gosh, never better. And I'd say, really? Like, tell tell me about your projects and your clients. Oh my God, I'm doing this one project. And it's like the whole house top to bottom and the clients love me. And I don't know why I'm using that accent. It's really bad. As a matter of fact, I don't even know anyone who sounds like that. It just felt good to play act for a moment. Please forgive me. Uh, Anyway, yeah. uh, So they would go on and on. These designers at parties and events and, you know, whatever, these networking events trade shows, that kind of thing. They would just seem like they would go on and on about how great everything was and how fantastic projects were. And I felt so alone and misunderstood. I just, wow, it was, it was a really dark time in my business. Fast forward 15 years and I'm working with a business coach and I did figure out like, hey, people aren't hiring you again because you're not getting them to the desired result of hiring you in the first place. What's the desired result of hiring me in the first place? A fully finished interior. Doesn't matter if it's one room or 10 rooms, the whole house, or only half of the main floor. When they hire us, they are looking forward to the moment we're out and they have this completed project all to themselves. And when projects took such a long time 
and they seemed disorganized and they seemed chaotic and I wasn't able to manage the client's expectations, we never quite got there. You all know I talk all the time about getting Canadian fired and getting American fired too, by the way. Canadians did the firing in a very special way. Oh, Kimberly, we just love everything you've done and we're just going to finish it ourselves. And when a project is interrupted, it doesn't matter if it's 70% done or 80% done. When it's interrupted at that point, it's not 100% done. And if it's not 100% done, that means that I didn't fulfill on the entire reason I was hired. I fulfilled on a portion of it, but who's looking to hire someone to get 80% of the job done? Nobody, right? Most people hire a professional because they wanted 100% done. I wanted to do that, but without process, without systems, without boundaries, I wasn't able to get the job done before the client ran out of patience money, time, whatever. And a lot of my projects ended right there, 70 or 80% done, so close and yet so far away. So that's the first reason I think interior design professionals don't have repeat business. I know this is hard to talk about. I know you don't want to say these words out loud. I didn't. I felt a great deal of shame about not being able to get my projects finished. But I will tell you right now, that's happening all the time, every day, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of design professionals around the world are getting Canadian fired or some version of it. So it's a legit thing for us to be talking about. If you're there, if you're getting projects 70 or 80% of the way done, I guarantee you That is why you have none or not enough repeat business. How do you fix that? As self-serving as this is going to sound, you've got to become a member of Business of Design. We fix that. We are literally in the business of fixing that one problem. I 100% guarantee you we can fix that problem if you implement what we teach. And a lot of designers do, and that's why we have more than 100 testimonials on the website. So that's the first thing. You've got to get 100% of the way to the finish line in order to even think about gaining that client's trust long-term and having them hire you again. So that's number one. When someone gives you a list of reasons why the following thing happens, They never stop at number one, so I can't stop at number one, but I'm trying to think of what number two would be. How do I rank them? I am going to say that number two might be rushing to the finish line. Yeah, okay, that's my, that's number two. The second reason why you may not be getting repeat clients. Once I had systems and processes in place, I was clearly satisfying more clients more often. In fact, I got so good at satisfying my clients, I began to gain a reputation and then had more clients, more and more and more clients, more and more and more projects. 
when that happened, I found myself in a position where the clients would say, hey, you know, Kimberly, I know we said we're just going to do the kitchens and the bathrooms now, but everything is going great. And we're thinking we may as well add the living room and the dining room to the project right now. I was so busy. I was so overwhelmed that when a client said something like that to me, which is an awesome thing to have a client say, I would stall, delay, or turn the business down. Because I'm a people pleaser, I didn't do that directly. I didn't say, Diana, that seems like an amazing idea, and I would love to do that project for you. Give me two weeks to figure out how we could get that started for you. Instead, I would say something like, oh my gosh, okay, wow. Well, I tell you what, let's look at that next year. Things are so busy right now, and we've got a lot on our plate, and I would love to look at that next year. And then, of course, we would finish the job. We'd be on to 500 other jobs, and I'm exaggerating, of course, but you know what I mean. You're super busy, and you're just deflecting those opportunities that come to you, and I maybe gave that client the impression that we were just so busy we didn't care about her business. That seems like a reasonable conclusion, right? We all get our feelings hurt so easily. I would say that's definitely a reason I didn't gain repeat business at the rate I do today. So just stopping, making time, allowing projects to grow at the client's request, and even, I will say number three, is growing them yourself. So let's say things are going great. You've got the kitchen and the bathroom underway and maybe you're the one that goes to the client and says hey Virginia everything is going so well with the kitchens and the bathrooms I know you said you might want to do the living room and the dining room at another time we would love for you to consider getting that started sooner rather than later here's why we are already in the thick of your project we already have all of your files open the team understands what you're looking for and what your needs are I think we could streamline the living room and the dining room as early as next month and get that project rolling as well. How do you feel about that? That's upselling. I never, 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 never had time for upselling. But imagine if you're upselling how long you could maintain that relationship with the great client, right? Instead of just having the kitchen and bath, now you've got the kitchen and bath and a month from now you're starting the living room and the dining room. And then once you have that going, wow, it's summertime, let's take a look at patio furniture, right? And so on and so on. Another reason I think people don't get repeat business, reason number four, and honestly, this reason could go on a list of just about any reason a project isn't going well. Number four, managing the client's expectations. If the client is unhappy for any reason, I've likely not managed those expectations. For example, at the present moment we're living in, boy, oh boy, are we experiencing long delays, deadlines missed, inaccurate information from vendors and suppliers about when we can expect to receive a product, and dreaded design problem of all dreaded design problems, too many deficiencies. It is my job to prepare clients before something actually happens on the job 
that all of those things are happening right now and that they can absolutely expect delays, discontinues, disinformation, and that our job is to manage all of that. And by disinformation, I mean, I'm thinking suppliers are not being terribly forthcoming with us in some cases. They're telling us what they think we want to hear, and what we want to hear is the truth. So don't tell us it's a six to eight week lead time if it's an 18 week lead time or who knows when lead time. We're running into that as well. So that's disinformation. For so many years, I just believed that clients were hiring me because they wanted rooms to be beautiful. And I think that's true. But more importantly, and I truly believe it's far more important, they're hiring me because renovating and decorating is a tedious, complex, challenging, difficult thing to do. I mean, I've been doing it full time since 1991. If I think it's challenging, how much more so is it going to be for that client who has no clue what they're doing? Yes, so I would say not managing the client's expectations, not letting them know in advance all of the challenges that might happen is definitely a way to destroy the relationship and therefore ruin an opportunity to gain repeat business. Yeah, okay. Let me think. Is there another one? Oh, there is. Absolutely. You know how when you finish a project, it's been great. You're feeling good. Hugs all around. Everything looks beautiful. Maybe you've even photographed it. And then tickety-boo, you're on to the next project and the next and the next. If you're anything like me, I get super busy. I totally forget to stay in touch with the great clients. I'm just on to the next great client, right? I know if I want to maintain a long-term relationship with a client, because who knows what's going to happen. I once had a client where we did their family home, and the kids were in high school, and four years later, I hadn't heard from her. Suddenly, she's asking me to design her pied-à-terre because she is now divorced and single. I had no idea that project was coming, right? Or clients who suddenly buy a place in Florida, right? So I want to stay in touch with those clients who are good, and I want to keep that door open. And for me, the best way to do that is just randomly saying hello. Now, I'm not much of a random person because I'm always so busy. So every month, I put a reminder in my calendar to check in with a couple of old clients. And I will literally see, oh, it's Thursday, August 29th. I'm going to say hello. Hmm, who should I say hello to? You know, I haven't talked to Rebecca in ages and I ran into her best friend at the grocery store. So I'm going to check in with Rebecca and say hi. And I ran into so-and-so and what are you doing? I'm not asking for business. I'm saying hello. I'm saying, I thought of you. I'm thinking of you. Very often, I will be driving down the street, and if I see a great piece of furniture in a window, in a store window, then I will pick up the phone, I will call that client, I will say, oh my gosh, I saw the most beautiful Regency console at uh, J.J. Abrams today as I was driving past. You really have to go look at it. I know you have nowhere for it in your house, but it's so gorgeous and I know you'll love it. Hope you're doing well, would love to catch up sometime. And you know what? Very often, a month or two goes by, and I'll hear from that client. She'll say, it was so sweet you called me, and we were thinking, maybe it's time for us to tackle the basement, and off you go. I've got another client. 
And so I think it does matter if you keep yourself inserted in their lives in some way that feels genuine. And obviously, we're only going to do this for the clients that we love. It is worthwhile staying in touch with customers who've been wonderful. And don't be shy. If it's been five years, say, where has the time gone? I want you to know I thought of you recently when the following thing happened. And then make make that connection. I think, you know, honestly, that is going to get you to the place where you have repeat clients. That and one last thing. Absolutely. Oh, hold on. This is my contractor. Hold on. I got to answer this call. Hey, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? Oh my gosh. How intense was that? Oh, I can't believe you were on site and I was just on the phone and I was like walking around pacing as we're having the conversation. Wow. I, yeah, de-escalation. That is exactly right. Okay. I'm in the middle of um, recording a podcast. Can I call you back in two minutes? I'll call you back. Oh. Oh. Oh my gosh. You have a massage. You are a genius. You need a massage. And I would also ask them to burn some sage while you're in there. Okay. All right. I will call you back. Where were we? (laughs) More information in two weeks. Yeah, ask for the business. That's the last tip. Let the client know that you want to work with her again or you want to work with him again, that you are excited for the opportunity to decorate their next cottage, help them build the cabin. You want to go to Florida with them and get involved in the new townhouse, whatever it is. Let them know that you really want to work for them. Oh, I've got to tell you one more. This is really important, I think. And it came up on a members-only podcast. And I think it was Lindsay Gelberg who said it. And so it's a really, really good reminder. Be a go-to resource for clients. If a client has a flood in the basement, let's say, get involved. See what you can do to help. And that's another reason to keep checking in. So you find out about things like that. I have clients who call me, you know, three, four times a year because, oh, they need a new roof. They need a new, new windows. And I will drop everything to help them because I know we're going to do another multi-million dollar project with them in the next couple of years. Be that person who's, who's, who assists when the time comes. Now, I don't have a massage book for today, but boy, oh boy, do I wish I did. You guys are my massage. And thank you so much for being here. Let me know if you have a tip for getting repeat business. Until next time, stay well. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today. 